Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. And it pleases me beyond pleasure to be able to say that we're probably about two more episodes away from actually doing episodes with real football going on as training camp for the Raiders and everybody else. And this was announced yesterday, by the way, is right around the corner for uh, for the Raiders and, and, and the entire NFL. July 25th is day one for the Raiders as a full team to report to their practice facility in Henderson. The very next day, they start their practices, and away we go. Uh, and I can't wait to start doing some shows uh, with some real football going on. But we've got a couple more to go uh, before we get to that point. Uh, and before I get to my great co-host, uh, Sam Gordon, I just want to remind everybody that uh, First and Ten and all Vegas Nation uh, podcasts are presented by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and present and excuse me, brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Sam Gordon, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, it's a pleasure to join you, Vinny, uh, from the home studio here via Skype. Uh, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, like you, I am. Uh, I'll be excited too when, when when training camp starts, July 25th, right around the corner. So uh, less than four weeks. And from that point forward, we'll have a, a kind of much better handle or much better idea of what this thing is actually going to look like when the players are out there on the field. The coaching staff uh, starts putting together their plan for the season and we see how it looks and unfolds in real time. Yeah. And we're all about looking forward uh, here at uh, at Vegas Nation first and 10. But gosh, darn it. Sometimes you got to look back a little bit. And uh, our good friend Derek Carr. Uh, now the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He was the starting quarterback here with the Raiders for the last nine years. Uh, our good friend Derek Carr um, was in the news again, Sam Gordon, uh, this past weekend uh, up in Fresno doing a benefit for the hospital that he is affiliated with there in Fresno. Remember, he went to Fresno State University, so lots of ties in the Central Valley uh, in California. Um, got interviewed at the event uh, by the Fresno Bee, the the, the great newspaper uh, that covers Fresno State sports. And to say that Derek Carr had a few things to say, Sam Gordon, uh, would be kind of an understatement. Uh, and we're going to hear some of the sound uh, in, in, in just a bit. But to kind of um, crystallize what he talked about, he was upset and mad uh, that the Raiders uh, cut, or not first before they even cut him, uh, benched him the last two games of the season. Um, you know, kind of shed some light uh, on, on on that and that whole process and the emotional toll that it took on him, but not just him, uh, Sam Gordon. Then he was sub- subsequently asked, um, "Look, had 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 the Raiders come back to you after the season and said, hey, look, you know what? Um, we benched you for the last two games of the season. Uh, we explained why. Uh, we said at the time that we were going to reevaluate the, uh, the, the situation. Uh, well, we've circled back to you. Uh, we don't want to cut you or anything like that. We want you to be the quarterback uh, of the future uh, for the Raiders. Um, so let's go ahead and, and make up and, and move forward together. And he was asked, what would you do in that situation? Would you um, agree to return as the Raiders quarterback or not? And basically what he said uh, Sam Gordon was that, you know, uh, once they made my wife cry, <laughs> it was pretty much over with. 
And so he was basically saying, you know, his wife uh, was was obviously upset, as anybody would be, and no disrespect to Derek Carr. Of course, you should be uh, upset about getting benched. But once you made my wife cry, uh, it was pretty much over. Now, he did kind of circle back and said, you know, but uh, my love for my teammates, you know, maybe I maybe that would have brought me back. But I want to talk about a couple things here, Sam, because there's a lot to unpack. First and foremost, the anger that he felt um, about about getting benched. Obviously understandable, right? Yeah, no, without question. Um, this is an emotional game. I mean, it, it, we we cover um, and talk about, you know, obviously what goes on on the field and whatnot, but there is a very human and personal side to uh, this profession for just as, just as there is for anybody. Derek Carr was building a home here. He was, had been the franchise quarterback for nine years. There's a lot of blood, sweat and tears, you know, that, that went into his time with the Raiders and in a lot of ways, very much a big part of his identity that changes it very, very quickly. So, uh, respect to him for sharing some of the personal side of things. I think, you know, fans and media like, I kind of appreciate when 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 players open up about things like that. Certainly not a requirement for him to talk about that. Uh, but the fact that he did shows uh, to, to a certain degree that this is yeah very personal and it's totally understandable. So yeah, that's that that makes sense. I felt of course who wouldn't be upset losing their job, especially the way kind of it happened uh, towards the end of last season. It makes a thousand percent sense. Do you, do you feel the same, Vinny? Well, yeah, I do. Um, obviously, he should feel. I, I would have questioned him if he wasn't mad or wasn't upset. But I want to. I want to stay there for a second because, um, you know, how it happened, why it happened is as important as 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 how it happened. All right, and you know, I I, I I'd say going into the last month of the season, um, I started getting the vibe, the feeling, uh, like Derek Carr was entering a pretty important passage in his Raiders career because uh remember he signed a contract extension I want to say in April of 2022 all right somewhere around there he signed the contract extension and everybody was celebrating uh you know Derek was saying I'm going to be a Raider for life and that was kind of the the um implications of that uh four-year contract extension that this was going to take Derek to the end of his line um, you know, and, and he would be retiring as a Raider just as he always planned and hoped. Uh, but not long after all of that was agreed upon and we started getting details of the contract, uh, Sam, it was pretty evident when you looked at the fact that, and, and keep in mind, the contract extension wasn't scheduled to go into effect until 2022. In other words, he played, or excuse me, 2023, he played the 2022 season under the uh, agreement that he had come, that, that he and the Raiders came to on the five-year deal back in 2017, all right? So they gave him a couple of million dollars uh, last year as a raise, uh, but nothing really significant. In, in essence, the, 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 the bulk of that, or, or the, the, the contract extension was gonna start in 2023, all right? So, so they hadn't really paid him much of anything on the extension, and even in the contract, when you read it, there was a major stipulation that said um, the Raiders could walk away from the contract essentially scot-free in February of uh, by February fifteenth of twenty twenty-three. If they decided that he wasn't going to be the quarterback of the future, they could walk away, which was a very different um, element or, or, or scenario than the one of oh, Derek Carr is essentially he's going to basically retire uh, as a Raider. And and what it basically said, Sam, was that. Look, both sides 
or at least if you're the Raiders, are going to give this one year with a new coach, Josh McDaniels, a new general manager, and Dave Ziegler to really assess whether or not Derek Carr was going to be their quarterback for the future. Give it a year and then ultimately decide if you're on the uh, roster by February 15th and after. That's a clear sign that you're going to be our guy moving forward, but we have and reserve the right to walk away from you and cut ties prior to that. So he was going into basically a one-year audition. Am I correct? You're 100% correct. Okay. So going into the last month of the season, I started getting the vibe of this might not end well for the Raiders, or excuse me, for Derek Carr and the Raiders. There's there's some, you know, um, some things that I'm hearing to suggest that uh, he's he's entering a pretty critical stage and he's got to start playing better in order to show the new decision makers, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, uh, that that he's going to be their guy moving forward. And I was a little bit surprised, um, but it made sense to me. And then what ha- ultimately happened, uh, uh, Sam, is that when at a time when Derek needed to be playing his best football to really solidify the long range for him and the Raiders, he kind of played some of the worst football that he's ever played. He went four straight games. Well, five, the last five games that he played in, he threw nine interceptions. Mm. And four, the, the, the last four, he completed well under, well under 60% of his passes. He was 53%, 54%, 55% completion rate, which is not good at all. That's not NFL-level quarterbacking right there, okay? So, in fact... He played himself into a very vulnerable position. Again, at the time that he needed to be playing his best football, he arguably played uh, his worst football. And it finally got to a point after the Pittsburgh Steelers game on, what was it, Christmas Eve, I think it was. Christmas Eve, football, yeah. Terrible game, terrible performance, um, multiple uh, interceptions. And the Raiders just decided, all right, enough is enough. Um, We're going to move on from him. So I'm going to ask you this, Sam. He, he kind of played his way into that position to make that decision uh, while it was emotionally hard, I think relatively easy for the Raiders to make that, you know what, this isn't working, we're going to move on. Good business from the Raiders. I mean, there's there's no way around it, right? And if he would have played better, he'd probably still be the quarterback, but he didn't. He had his worst statistical season since his rookie year that despite You could make the case having his best supporting cast. Certainly there were some injuries there, but going into the season, an excellent supporting cast. And you still had a first team all pro running back behind you and Josh Jacobs and arguably the best receiver in football. First team all pro Devontae Adams out there on the perimeter. There was more than enough, I think, support uh, and a a good enough offensive line. So certainly there were, I think, a number of factors in in his play. I, I never really felt like him and Josh McDaniels clicked. There was, I think, some tension early in the season, some shade thrown in some press conferences early on, and it just never felt like the fit it did Derek Carr and John Gruden. Um, but he didn't. the bottom line is he didn't perform. He did not perform at the level he performed at in 2021 when I think he was, you know, in a lot of ways, the driving force, both with his play and leadership and helping mm-hmm. the Raiders make the postseason. You didn't get that level of player, and you didn't see that necessarily that level of leadership, not on a 6-11 and 11, um, team that struggled the way it did in times of crisis throughout the course of the season. So uh, it, it made all the sense in the world. And on top of that, Vinny, you're not going to try being some of the injury guarantees and stipulations. It makes zero sense right. when you're out of the playoff equation and you're out of the mix to play him in those last two games. Like, would he have loved his, his send off? Like, sure. 
But the writing was on the wall at that point, and he had nine years to, to, to play for the Raiders franchise and to do everything he could. There's no doubt I think he did that, but it, it wasn't enough for, for this regime to want to guarantee that big contract uh, going into 2023. So it made all the sense in the world why he said you can't play him those last couple games. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned the nine years because I think even even Derek kind of alluded to that. This wasn't just a case where uh, a really good quarterback who had massive success with a franchise had a bad month and they're pulling the plug. I mean, the the other, um, you know, if we're being honest about the situation, there were more 6-11-ish type things going on uh, with him as the quarterback, 7-9s, and nines, you know, 8-8s, eight and eights, um, um, you know, more of those types of seasons than winning seasons. There were only two winning seasons uh, with Derek Carr as the as the quarterback uh, of the Raiders, he had his his overall record as a starting quarterback with the Raiders is well over 500. Uh, there were two playoff appearances, one of which that he actually played and he got hurt uh, in in the year that they made the playoffs previously. 0 and one as a playoff uh, the playoff record uh, as a starting quarterback with the Raiders. So you know you you add it all up and. Uh, I think there was some justification. Again, it was an emotional decision, probably a hard decision, but there was some justification on the Raiders' part to say, you know what, um, good but not good enough, uh, going to go in a different direction. And uh, we're going to, you know, he even said, look, you know, if you don't win enough, basically everybody's vulnerable. And he was kind of the last man standing <laughs> from all of those years and all of that losing. And eventually uh, it's going to come get him as it as it ultimately did it's it got plenty of coaches right it got plenty of teammates uh yeah. you know cut fired traded whatever the case it got got multiple offensive coordinators moved on from multiple head coaches multiple general, general managers. managers yeah he's the last man standing and it ultimately circled back to him it's no it definitely did and look again very multifaceted right Vinny? the the, the raiders have struggled in in a number of ways throughout Derek carr's tenure with the franchise but it was crystal clear through nine years, like he's not, that's, he's not the level of quarterback that's just going to be able to overcome the circumstance, be it poor personnel, be it injuries, fine quarterback, very good quarterback when there's structure and support around him. When he did have, I, I think some of the more talented teams, I mean, you saw him go, you know, 12 and four one year when, when he was healthy and emerging. And mm -hmm. obviously um, there's things he does really well. He was completed nearly 70% of his passes for the last few years that he has, he throws a deep ball. Well, there's a number of things. He's a fine, capable starting quarterback. Um, and, and at times has been very good, but mm -hmm. if you're asking him to elevate everybody around him all the time, that's a little too much. There's no shame in that. There's only a couple quarterbacks in the league at any given time. There's, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, those guys don't come around very often. So uh, the, the bottom line is he didn't win enough, and the Raiders, for whatever reason, were not able to construct a good enough team around him to ultimately sustain contention, and it, it just made sense. And that's it's okay for relationships to end. And, and again, that's the emotion is totally understandable, but it's, it's okay for the Raiders to move in another direction. It's okay for Derek Carr to try his hand with another team. You, you've heard him talk about, you know, he feels that the Saints are in a better spot. I mean, reading between the lines. Well, let's see. Now you have an opportunity to go kind of prove that, that the Raiders made a mistake. We'll see what that looks like in the fall. But it, it was a breakup that I think it just kind of ran its course. Like you said, nine years is nine years. The stats, the record, uh, the playoff record, the lack of success, some of the statistical success, they are what they are. 
I mean, you can't you can't run from that. Like you mentioned, he he understands that at this point, even though it's emotional. Uh, he just didn't do enough to sustain 15 to 20 years with the Raiders. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. Sam, I've been doing this a long time to know that everybody's wired a little bit differently. Everybody expresses themselves a little bit differently. Uh, we're all human beings. and yeah. But the reason I say that is, um, you know, the Raiders' current quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, granted, we haven't we've only talked to him one time. Um, you know, uh, the day that he signed, basically, right? And uh, and he's been unavailable to us uh, since then. The injury being the reason why the injury foot injury that he's coming off of. But um, and I get why you know I get the continued uh, questions that are that Derek Carr uh, is being asked about his former life, you know, uh, w- w- with the Raiders. And like I said, I, I understand that he's upset and was upset and probably still harbors some, you know, uh, ill will, um, or just, you know, uh, uh, emotional feelings. But I got to ask you this because he does bring up, let's get to this first. He does bring up the wife and, and, and making her cry. And I, I get it and I understand it. Maybe he was talking figuratively. Maybe there was literal tears, um, you know, that, that they shared, which, which is understandable. I just, I just, I just wonder if that's a path that you want to go down uh, by bringing that into it. And the reason I say that, uh, uh, Sam, is that, you know, if you're a professional, anything that you do in life, um, you, it, it might not work out your way. All right, somebody, they, a, a business that you work in might want to go in a different direction. You might get replaced. You might not get the job uh, that you're striving to go get. Heck. In, in a month or so, uh, or, or, or two months or so, the Raiders are going to call in excess of 30 players into the office of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler uh, to tell them that their dreams are over for right now of making the 53-man roster. And times that by 31 other teams and 30, mm-hmm. so 30, let's say, times 31. That's a lot of human beings that worked really hard to get that to the cusp nuts. of their dreams, and maybe they're at the end of the line. Some of those players are going to be veterans that that you know that just don't have it anymore, and are going to be told something that they don't want to hear that they didn't make the cut. This is an emotional. The life in general is an emotional, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, process. But uh, certainly, trying to make a team and trying to make the cut, and maybe father time gets you, or maybe you just got beat out. Of course. There's going to be emotions involved. What do you think about, um, you know, Derek mentioning that part of it? I was certainly a little surprised. I mean, it was, uh, you know, that's again, it's how he wanted to express himself. Vinny. I'm not sure I would have shared all my feelings and, on the situation. Uh, or? Real quick. You made my wife cry as if I feel like it's as if they did something wrong. Right. The, the, no, not. Nah, it's no, it's not. But it, should I, from, from interpreting his comments, am I to, you know what I'm saying? Like he made it sound like they did something wrong. And I know that they did something that was, took an emotional toll. That goes without saying. But you know what I'm saying? Like you made my wife cry. Doesn't that seem to suggest that, you know, you did something wrong? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. And in just show us, like just show everybody, show the Raiders next season that they did something wrong, right? Like I just, 
the comment, Vinny, really, it was it was very surprising that he brought her into the, the, the discourse and the dialogue about his situation. So the Raiders did what was best for their franchise. He signed the contract. He understood the situation that might present itself. If he didn't want that in the contract, they should have negotiated it differently. I, I'm not, who am I to criticize the negotiations? All we have is the consequences of what happened. But Derek Carr did not play well enough to warrant the guarantees in his contract this season. The Raiders made a business decision, and it was as simple as that. That's that's how, I, in terms of the business aspect of it, the personal side, that was, again, a very surprising comment. So we'll see how he kind of, what his play showcases moving forward. But the Raiders did what they felt was best for the organization. And, you know, six months later, he's still talking about it. Like, it might be it's best at this point to just move on and show the Raiders the quarterback that he that he's capable of being right, and and he and he he brought that up when it was asked, hey, if the Raiders had come back to you and said, hey, let's move forward together. Sorry about benching you the last two games. Uh, would you have accepted that olive uh, tree? Would you have moved forward with them? And when he said he said, you know, you made my wife cry. That was pretty much over with at that point. All right, so now I want to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is just really as a comparison of how different people are wire, wired differently. I'm going to offer this to you, uh, uh, Sam. All right, the injury part of it aside, all right, with Jimmy Garoppolo, we understand that he's had trouble uh, uh, in certain seasons of his career and staying healthy. But here's a guy, here's a guy that got his team to a Super Bowl. Like the, the, the Carr and, and Jimmy G's paths are, are somewhat simultaneous, okay? Uh, there were a couple of years that, that Jimmy was the backup to Tom Brady, so you know, take those years out. But from around 2017, when Jimmy Garoppolo got to San Francisco and Derek Carr was establishing himself as the quarterback uh, of the Raiders, if you look at their records entirely different, Jimmy G won a, a, a much higher percentage of his games. He got his team to multiple playoffs. He got his team to a Super Bowl. And he got his team to one dropped interception that was completely out of his control by a safety on the San Francisco 49ers. One dropped interception uh, in, a, in an NFC Championship game against the Rams that would have gotten them to their second Super Bowl. All right? And and that was in a year, by the way, when the 49ers had already, quote-unquote, drafted the quarterback of the future for the, 49, for the 49ers, basically signaling, Jimmy, you're going to be out here pretty soon, after giving up three first-round picks to mm-hmm. move up in the draft to get Trey Lance. All right? So my question to you, and then and then going into that following season, they were going with Trey Lance, uh, and then he he gets hurt. Jimmy G, who's still there and having to put up with all this, you know, this guy's going to take your job. Sorry, Jimmy G, you're out. Trey Lance is in. Was ready at a moment's notice to take over and really kind of put themselves put the 49ers in position uh, to do what they did in the playoffs. He ends up getting hurt. Brock Purdy uh, takes over, but they had won enough games to that point where. All they needed somebody to do was keep it on the right track, and that's what Brock Purdy was was uh, representing. Here's my question to you: Does yeah. does Jimmy G not have? Shouldn't he be mad <laughs> at the 49ers? Wasn't that an emotional situation? He won more games than uh, uh, you know percentage wise than than Derek Carr did, and got his team to f- way higher heights. But do we ever hear Jimmy talking about? how he was slighted or hurt or this or that. I mean, I know, like, I don't even think, have you, do you, I'm not even going to, 
I haven't even thought about asking him that question necessarily because it's just like, like I don't even think that he has any of the, He may have some of those feelings, but it's not at the forefront for him. I mean, is he a real person? Like, he, he's just so – there's so much privacy with Jimmy G. Uh, you don't hear any of that stuff. And when you do hear him, I mean, I think, I think Vinny, segue here. Everything – we haven't interacted with Jimmy G a whole ton yet because of the reasons you named, but everything you read – from New England, from San Francisco, nationally. This is what makes Jimmy G, this is the secret sauce. He's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but there is a leadership, intangible, professional quality that leaves a special impression with his teammates, past stops and present. And you kind of already hear some of the rumblings of that here about how much he's been able to resonate with guys and connect with guys. That's not to slight Derek Carr. He's his own man. He's always been a little bit more... I think kind of emotions on his sleeve kind of guy, um, you know, willing to speak a little bit more candid publicly. Great for us. Respect to him. Everybody handles oh, yeah. their business differently. But Jimmy G goes about his one way. And and that way is all, you know, team, team, team. And in the offseason, you don't hear a peep out of him, which if you're the Raiders or if you're his teammates, that's probably that that I think would come off well, that he's not doesn't need attention that he's not some hotshot quarterback despite his status and despite the money he's made and the endorsements he has and whatnot. So based on what we've seen so far, he's still got to put it together on the field. And, and even, even if he you know is healthy and makes it, we know about the challenges that this Raiders team is going to face. The leadership thing, I think, is a big reason why Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler brought him here. You know this is a team in flux that it requires a rebuild. You get a pro's pro at the quarterback position who is known to lubricate a locker room, uh, if you know what I'm saying, just kind of you know soften up the conversation and the mood yeah. and whatnot, who's won, who's been in every situation you can think of as a quarterback, right? Cast off, broken down physically, backup, starter, Super Bowl starter, almost there, backup, and, and like you said, has handled it with complete grace. So that, to me, kind of lines up with everything that we've seen or heard or read about Jimmy Garoppolo the leader and the professional Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, the quarterback got to be healthy this yeah. year and, and we got to see what he has. But the prof that, that to me was, I think a huge part of the equation. And I wrote that when the Raiders signed him is that, that, that component, especially for a team in flux rebuilding, I think is going to be invaluable in shaping the culture of this franchise, at least in the short term. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly uh, because, you know, even in the year where they drafted Trey Lance and Jimmy got them to the NFC championship game by all accounts, he was a great teammate to Trey Lance, who, by all accounts, was the guy they drafted to replace him. But he handled it with class, and he handled it like a great teammate and was very accommodating uh, to Trey Lance. And then the next year, when he had essentially got kicked to the curb a little bit, you know, and really the only reason he didn't get traded because he was coming off, I think it was a shoulder injury, uh, but took less money to stay and understood the situation and just kept working and was never a distraction. And again, when it circled back to him, when Trey Lance goes out, guess who was ready to step in? No questions asked. No, hey, I told you so. Oh, right, it's back to me, huh? Could have predicted that. You know, could, it could have taken that a whole bunch of different ways, but instead was just a great teammate and went and played his butt off. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's again a huge part of the appeal of signing Jimmy Garoppolo, especially when you're kind of in this precarious situation, in transition, in flux, don't know if you want to take a quarterback at number seven, like just all these things that are in place. He makes an ideal sense in the short term as somebody again that can be an extension 
of Josh McDaniels that knows his playbook and, and the leadership quality that he brings to the table that he's brought everywhere. So um, he's been a pro's pro throughout the course of his career at, at a number of stages, at a number of junctures. Again, we we have to we, we don't know yet. The season hasn't started. We have to see what kind of effect it has. But it does again different different quarterbacks wired differently um, and and doing handling their business in different ways. There's not a wrong way or a right way. There might be ways that certain guys prefer, yeah. ways that other guys prefer. I, obviously, again to the you know to the top of the show, Vinny, I, Derek Carr's leadership in 2021 was a driving force. Mm-hmm. I thought that to help that playoff run and stabilizing everything with how emotional that season was. It, it didn't quite hit the same way last season, and that's okay. It's not there's not bad, it's not wrong. It was just time for a change, and it, the changes make sense for all parties involved, for the Raiders, for Derek Carr, and for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and, and uh, the closer we get to training camp, I think the more fascinated I am getting on what the Raiders are going to look like without Derek Carr as the quarterback and with Jimmy G uh, as as his replacement. Obviously, as, as Sam alluded to, this is all predicated on Jimmy G staying healthy, and we all understand uh, that that's been risky business um, over the over the early part or the you know to this point of his career. Um, he's still a relatively young man, so we'll see if he could catch some lightning in a bottle and stay healthy this year and and forever for, for however long he is here with the Raiders. And that certainly uh, is in with the, is within the realm of possibility. And I know obviously Raider Nation is hoping for exactly that, but. I'm just really curious and really fascinated to see what does this what is this going to look like with Jimmy G as a quarterback, and we don't have the answer to that right now, and we're not going to have the answer to that uh, for a little while. Heck, the Raiders got to get him on the field, and that's 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 all predicated on him passing a physical here pretty soon, so that he's ready to go by by training camp or, or very soon after. Which, by the way, um, officially now July 25th is when Raider veterans uh, report. Uh, the the rookie players, including Tyree Wilson and Michael Mayer, the first two picks of the uh, of the Raiders draft, uh, get into the building on July 20th. So a little bit of a walkway uh, for them. Then the veterans join on the 25th, and the Raiders are at it the very next day at the practice facility in Henderson on July 26th. I can't wait, Sam. Um, I'm going to be kind of counting the days. By the way, I'm taking vacation next week, so uh, so no show. Uh, 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 next week, but we'll circle back uh, the week after that, which puts us one week closer uh, to training camp. Uh, Sam, thanks for all the great work. Really appreciate it. Larry Muir, our great producer who's over to my left, uh, always does outstanding work. Want to thank uh, all of our listeners and all of our uh, subscribers. Um, you're, you're why we do this and really truly appreciate that. Want to thank, obviously, uh, Station Casinos, STN Sports, for being our great presenter, uh, and then Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire uh, uh, for, for sponsoring us as well. Sam, great job, man. Take care, and, and we'll see you in you about a couple weeks. Can't wait.